0: Let's pray. Father, we just open our hearts to your word tonight. I thank you that your word is spirit and it's life. Teach us, Lord, the truth, that we might walk in the truth and be your people. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I want to share with you tonight about the root of bitterness. And I want to start in Ephesians chapter 4. And verse 25, the Apostle Paul writes, Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth each to one another of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your anger. And do not give the devil a place. Give the devil no place, the King James says. When Paul says don't give the devil a place, What he's inferring, I believe, what he's inferring is it's possible to give him a place. And so we have to guard against that. The Bible says we have to guard our hearts. Watch over, but guard our hearts with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. God, we have to be careful what we allow in. And then a little bit later in verse 31 of that same chapter, it says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor. And slander be put away from you along with all malice be kind to one another tenderhearted forgiving each other just as god in christ also has forgiven you so if the bible says it's possible to give the devil a place and i just want to share one one area where he gets in how does how does he get in how does it what opens the door to the devil to come into our life and one of them, one of the things, one of the principal, one of the principal tactics of the devil, is to get us offended about something. Offenses, offenses open the door to him. And the problem is, one of, one of the problems that we live with on this planet, is that is that people are imperfect and not perfect. You know, we we do things to each other. We sometimes we mean it, sometimes we don't. But people can be selfish and self-centered and they can be hurtful, they can wound us, and slight us, and lie to us, and cheat us. And when, when, when someone wrongs us, when someone does wrong to us, it makes us angry. And we become resentful. And it's, it's possible to begin to hold unforgiveness and bitterness toward that person. Uh, over the years, you know, uh, over the years past, we've met, we've met several people that are just angry about something that somebody did or someone said or what happened to them and they're just, they're just carrying all this bitterness. It clouds your whole vision. You start to look at life through these glasses of bitterness and unforgiveness. And it just warps you totally. We have to really guard against it. But we feel when when people are hurt or wounded or betrayed or lied to, they feel it, they feel they're justified in, in their anger. Well, it's okay to feel this way, it's okay for me to feel this way because they did this or they said this. And so we feel justified. We give ourselves an excuse to harbor bitterness and unforgiveness. In Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 12. In verse fourteen, it says, "Pursue peace with all men, and the sanctification, or and the holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God. That no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it many will be defiled." We have to, we have to guard against the root of bitterness springing up in our hearts when we allow anger. Or bitterness or resentment or unforgiveness all those when we allow that to come into our heart we, when we allow it to settle on the inside of us we've just we've t- what we've done we've taken the bait. It's like this is Satan's bait and we took it and we feel justified being mad at that person but you know the truth is our anger isn't hurting that other person at all you know, they're just going on with their life and we're the ones that are hurting. So to me, it's someone says it's like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. It's a, it, it's allowing that hurt to 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 con- continue to control. As long as we keep running that scenario, whatever it is, as long as we keep run, rehearsing that in our mind, we're allowing it to control us. We're allowing it to hurt us over and over and over again. I'm not saying we should never feel angry or offended. It's na- I guess it's natural for some. For we have to do what Paul says just be angry and do not sin be angry but do not sin do not let your, don't let the sun go down your anger in other words if you, if, you, if you have an anger issue take care of it before you go to bed otherwise it's going to just sit inside of us day after day and take root and cause us to be blinded when we hold on to bitterness we're holding on to the past and you can't go into your future holding on to your past. You've got to let it go. We're new creatures in Christ. You know, and I'm supposed to be like Jesus, forgiving people. That's what the Apostle Paul said. Let all bitterness and wrath, anger and clamor be put away with you. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other. Just as God in Christ also has forgiven us. So in the same way that, we're, that God has forgiven us, we need to give out forgiveness to others. It's, it's a very dangerous thing to allow bitterness and unforgiveness to harbor in our heart. Because look what the word says in Matthew chapter in Matthew chapter 6 Jesus taught on the Lord's Prayer. He said talking about don't pray like the Gentiles. And he says in verse so Don't be like them, in verse 8, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray, Pray in this way, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. It doesn't stop there. There's another verse on the right after that. It says, for if you forgive others, your, their transgressions, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your father will not forgive your transgressions. I mean, that's a scary scripture. Listen, if you forgive others your transgressions, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then, then your heavenly father will not forgive you, and it puts you in a very dangerous place to be not forgiven from God. In Mark chapter 11, Mark's account of the time when Jesus cursed the fig tree. Jesus cursed the fig tree. And they were coming back to the synagogue and they were passing. It says, and they were passing by in the morning. They saw the fig tree withered from the roots up. And being reminded, Peter said, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed is withered. And Jesus answered, saying to them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be be removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things have you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, and you'll have them. And a lot of times, again, we kind of stop there, but let's keep reading. Therefore I say, but whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive your transgressions. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father who is in heaven forgive your transgressions. So the apostle, so Jesus is teaching again. You've got to forgive. If you don't forgive, our sins won't be, won't be forgiven. And we could actually lose our salvation. You know, You've heard Frank and, and I both have talked about from time to time of the, the pastor in Africa whose wife had a big fight with his wife, and then he died. And the angel took him to, to hell and said, this is where you've been. And he said, but I'm, a, but I'm a pastor. You know, it's like, why would I end up in hell? I'm a pastor. He said, because your wife came to you and asked you to forgive her because she had, she got, she, during the fight she got real mad and slapped him. And then she came and asked for forgiveness, and he said, no, he wouldn't forgive her. In fact, he, he admitted he was planning on ways to get back even at her. And the angel said, because, because she came to you and asked for forgiveness and you refused, it's like you, this is where you would end up. And, uh, you know, in, in Matthew chapter 18, is a, familiar, is a familiar passage of scripture about the servant who was forgiven of his, of his debt. And listen, listen to what it says. It said, you know, Peter comes to him and says, how, how many times should I forgive my brother? Up to seven times. And Jesus said, I do not say it to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Now, that doesn't mean you can start counting and when you hit that number, you can stop. What he really means is you don't ever stop forgiving. For this reason, he said, listen, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle a council of his slaves. When he'd begun to settle them, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. I mean, if he, it's, it's just a ludicrous amount of money. And when he began to settle, for, but since he did not have the means to repay, his Lord commanded him to be sold along with his wife and children and all that he had and repayment to be made. So the slave fell to the ground, prostrated himself before him saying, have patience with me and I'll repay you everything. And the Lord of that slave felt compassion and released him and forgave him of that debt. But the slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him a 100 denarii, and he seized him and began to choke him saying, pay back what you owe. So his fellow slave fell to the ground just like he did and began to plead with him, have patience with me and I'll repay you, that's what he said to his master. But he was unwilling and went and threw him into prison until he should pay back what was owed so when his fellow slaves saw what had happened they were deeply grieved and came and reported to the Lord all that had happened then summoning him his Lord said to him you wicked slave I forgave you all that debt because you plead with me should you not also have had mercy on your fellow slave in the same way that I had mercy on you and his Lord moved with anger handed him over to the tormentors until he should repay all that was owed him so shall my heavenly Father do also to you, if each of you does not forgive his brother from your heart. So this is a man was, it's the one who was released of the mass of debt. That's you and I. And the one that offended him is another, is somebody else on the earth. And what he's saying is, God forgave him of, of all his debt, but then he was, he was unforgiven. In other words, God put it all back on him because he wouldn't forgive. So his, his, his reluctance to forgive, his refusing to forgive, caused him to lose his, his forgiveness. And he ended up, ended up in hell. It's, it's a powerful, you know, people say, oh, pastor, do you really believe that? Absolutely. And I'll tell you, as I, I do my best to, to walk in total forgiveness all the time. You know, all we have, when when you when someone hurts you, wounds you, does something, and you feel that unforgiveness hit your heart, it's like no, just say, you know, you can just say no. I give up my right to be offended. I give up my right to be offended. Thank you, Jesus. You forgave me of all my sin. I forgive this person for what they just did, what they just said. I give up my right to be offended. I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm a born again Christian and I'm a forgiving person. Now that doesn't mean you have to have them over to dinner. Doesn't have doesn't mean you have to be their best friend, but you've got to release it and let it go. You've got to forgive. We've met people over the years that are still angry about someone who didn't show, didn't show up at a wedding or some trivial thing and they're just so angry it's been festering for years. They've got to they've got to let it go. And we've we've seen many many people that have that have, that have been uh we pray for them, and we tell them that they have to forgive. And they say, I can't forgive them. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they said. You don't know how they hurt me. See, they're justifying it. They say, no, but you, you have to understand, forgiveness is a decision. It's not just a feeling. You may not have the feelings, but you do it anyway. You forgive them. You release them. You let it go. He said, but if, if I forgive them, it's like I'm letting them go. Yeah, that's right. Because vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I'll repay. Let God, Let God do it. That's what it says in Romans chapter 12. Listen. In Romans chapter 12, I'm reading in verse 17. Never pay back evil to anyone. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, here's the the key. If possible, so far it depends on you, be at peace with all men. So that means you have tried, you've done everything you can, To reconcile. Now some people don't want to reconcile. They just want to stay mad. That's their problem. But we we reach out. We extend a hand of reconciliation. If possible. So far as it depends on you. Be at peace with all men. If they don't want to be at peace. you're, you're You're still okay. Because you did what was right. Never take your own revenge beloved. But leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written vengeance is mine. I will repay says the Lord. But if your enemy now, a lot of times we want to stop right there, but it keeps going. Now this is this is what this is something I would struggle with a little bit. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. You know, I got to make this guy a pie or something. I mean, he he's being an idiot. But the Bible says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will be burning you will heap burning coals upon his head. Do not be overcome with evil overcome evil with good so we can't we have to let God deal with him the way God would And there's one other scripture I wanted to share with you it's in 1 John chapter 4 in verse 20 if someone says I love God and hates his brother he's a liar for the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. So we can't say, I can't say, the Bible says, I can't say that I love God, but I'm, I, hate, I hate somebody. I've got, to, I've got to release him and let him go. We have to resolve. Just make up our minds. Today I'm going to live as a forgiving person. I'm not going to let the anger, I'm not going to let the sun go down on my anger. I'm going to forgive and release them and let him go. We have to be careful we don't become upset and bitter at those also who disagree with us. You know, there's a lot of pol- politics right now is becoming so de- divisive. You know, the enemy knows, the devil knows that a house divided against itself cannot stand. He's doing everything he can to, to bring strife and, um, amongst different groups of people, different races, different political opinions. And people don't want to get along. They want, to, they want their own way because they're selfish. We have to be careful. Pray for them. We have to pray for people. Just like Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5. In verse 43. It says, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. That's what, that's what they were teaching. To, in the synagogues, they were teaching, it's, okay to, it's okay to hate your enemy. But Jesus said, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless those that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven, for he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So if we're going to act like God wants us to act, we have to be forgiving people. Again, like I say, you don't have to, you don't have to, Associate with them, you don't have to be their best friend, but you've got to release them and let them go in Jesus' name because it's only hurting us. You know, bitterness and unforgiveness causes physical, physical pain. It can hurt you physically, give you an ulcer. It's, it's, it hurts you emotionally. You, you're, you, you just look at things different. It hurts you spiritually. It's, just, it's one of the worst, but the devil is so easy to get in that way we have to defeat him in Jesus' name. That's what Peter said. Be on the alert. Be, be sober-minded. Be cautious because the enemy, the, the devil, goes about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. But then it says, but whom resist? Steadfast in the faith. You have to resist that temptation to be mad, to be bitter, to be angry, to hold a grudge. And you know what? Here's another thing. If we truly have forgiven, if we truly forgiven, then we don't, we don't recall. You know, the Bible says in in 1 Corinthians 13, we're talking about love. It says, love does not consider a wrong suffered." When we, when, we, when we forgive, we release it, let it go. We can't bring it up another week later. Well, you did this last week. Well, you, you always, you know, that kind of thing. You always act that way. If, 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 you recall, if you're bringing up that old stuff, you haven't forgiven You have to forgive, 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 and let it go in Jesus' name. As far as the east is from the west, the Bible says, so far as as he removed my transgressions from me. So he lets them go for me, so I've got to let them go for others. I tell you, it will bring peace into your life. So, Father, Father, I just pray that all of us would find strength to be to forgive, to release, to let go people that have offended us, that hurt us, that lied to us, that stole from us, that cheated us, whatever. Father, we're going to be like you. We're going to be like Jesus who says, forgive them, Lord. They don't know what they're doing. We're going to release them and let them go. We're going to put them in your hands, oh God. And thank you for setting us free from bitterness, forgiveness, and, unforg- and unforgiveness. For, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's Word and that you be filled with His love and strength as you daily serve Him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at RomeChristianCenter.com